this time of year, this spooky time, my thoughts always go to my great American ancestor, Dodea Seaver, one of the first women to see the demand for witch-related merchandise during the great Salem trials of the roaring 1690s. She sold a lot of broomsticks with heads up, and my other means of transportation is a possessed billy goat carved into the handles, along with assorted sinking stones made of homemade soaps and corn husk dolls with little packs of matches that you could burn as nightlights or as a torch for long walks. Dodia was also an early wellness advocate whose handwritten newsletter, Splorch, was popular among the sewing circles and quilting bees. In it, she made all sorts of recommendations for those in trouble and offered some guidance from the spirits beyond. And that got me thinking, what if I drew on those same powers and made some wrecks for our little news hounds of the day, a wellness guide for those affected by the looming impeachment? I mean, like the old witch trials, this is a stressful time, and there's probably a way for me to capitalize on it, just like Dodia. So here's some wellness tips for some folks in the news. First of all, can you imagine what it's like to be Rudy Giuliani right now? He used to hate those squeegee guys, and now he's kind of like a splat of stuff you can't get off your windshield. It just smears and smears. You see him wiggling around on TV the other day like a snake slithering out of his old dry skin. That tells me what he needs is a rejuvenating fluorite wand, and I have a few ideas where he can put it. Starting with right on top of the old coffin he must sleep in during the daylight hours. Now for Big Papa, Billy Barr Esquire, a.k.a. the baby from ABC's Dinosaurs. It must be exhausting carrying all the water for the, and I use the term loosely, president. So I want you to take off those tortoise shell lenses, rub your temples with a rose quartz roller, and get your hands on a clarifying hunk of malachite. It's very good for the joints and clearing arthritis, which might come up as you contort and twist the idea of justice to mean that a president is above the law. And finally, our little mystery, our masked singer, the whistleblower or blowers. I know how difficult this must be for you. I once reported a distributor for cutting his essential oils with Menagesty, a fragrance by Nicki Minaj. I had to go underground for three years. For this troubled soul with a heart of gold, I recommend you sit naked on the floor beneath the next full moon within a circle of powerful protection stones. I'm talking selenite stalks, clear quartz clusters, amber rods, and amethyst columns. I would build a literal safe room out of this stuff, like inside another actual safe room. And then, just clear your mind. Meditate, stock up on some canned goods, you're going to be there a while. And what about the rest of us? How do we get through this well, how about we settle in for another episode of The Deep Night? Oh, friends, hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, your host and guide and crystal guru, and I welcome you to The Deep Night. We come to you, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And people have been asking me, like, why is the Gowanus glowing green? And I assure you and them that all is well. It's just when the temperatures start to drop, the natural enzymes of the Gowani rise to the surface, and they can uh, glow when they meet some of the pollutants that are in there. 
Now, Galinda and I often go down late at night, and we skim a little bit off the top, as they say, and we put it in a bottle and sell it at the clinic, because wouldn't you know it, it makes for a very powerful and potent facial scrub. (laughs) Just please wear gloves. Uh, It's very, very strong. Today on the show, I'm so pleased to welcome someone who is brilliant with fashion and creating characters and thinking through all aspects of comedy. She's someone who I've long admired, and I'm so pleased she could join me. She's a keen observer of the human condition. Natasha Vainblad is my guest, and she's got a big show coming up on October 19th called Natasha Wears Clothes at Gertie in Brooklyn, which is free. Uh, She's written some uh, goop parodies, which I love. She's been a funny or die, made lots of videos for Comedy Central, an improviser at UCB. She's doing it all. But let's go now to my conversation with New York comedian Natasha Vainblatt. Natasha Vainblatt, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing okay. I had one of those nights, though, when I was sleeping, where before I could get to sleep, my mind was racing, thinking about body and how it functions, and thinking, what's that pain there in my ankle, and then is it traveling up to my brain, and then is it going to be a heart problem? And then you get very focused on your heart beating, and you think, is that correct? Is that how it should be? Have you ever had that kind of evening? I, I mean, I wouldn't say exactly yes. that evening, but I I would say close to every now and then I'm like, oh, am I having a stroke or like, am I about to die? Yes. I yes. don't want to assume that you thought you were about to die. Uh, it feels like that's where you were I had headed. a little bit of a, okay. a, a th- I raced through the, uh, what is the, what are the steps? Who's going to get, you know, do I need to wake my wife? Uh-huh. Do we need to get into, do we need to have a plan together? Do I need a to-go bag? That kind of a thing. Wow. Okay, so you went deep in there. I went deep uh-huh. in there, yes. But uh, different from when I'm, you know, meditating or something where you're focusing on the body and trying to breathe. But sometimes I get caught up in that too. Sure. Oh, being alive is difficult, I guess is my point. God, ain't that true? <laughs> but now you, uh, you, you, thank you for coming over. You work in the digital realm. I do. I've always wanted to visit a digital realm. Oh my God, welcome. We have so much space. Oh my gosh. Is everyone dressed like Tron? Do you eat lunch from pills? Well, it's most, yeah, it's ones and zeros everywhere oh, you look. Oh my, like being in the Matrix. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, so we're all kind of plugged in. We have our, like, Ethernet cords that go to the back of our neck. Yes. Um, but lunch is mostly just kind of like uh, beans and bananas. Yep, maybe a cottage cheese if yeah. you've done well. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's over at Comedy Central. Yes. And I imagine it's very hush-hush. We don't have to talk about a lot of things over there, but you like working there. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, these uh, shackles I'm attached to. <laughs> have you always wanted to do that? Were you always excited about the thing, making things? Do you get to make things oh, there? Oh, yeah. 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 I I feel really lucky there. I get to, I have my own series called uh, Your Worst Fears Confirmed. That's actually all about talking about people's paranoias, kind of like, will I die from this? Will I die from that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I get to make that entirely on my own, wow. which is so fun. Do you you sit with the fears? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they. So I either mine personal fears. Yes. So it's like, uh, can I get pregnant from anything? Truly, like <laughs> sitting on the bus. <laughs> that's, uh, that's like a personal yep, one. That's a worry uh, for you. Yep. The yep. one that just came out is, can a tampon get lost inside me? Yeah. Which also personal Very fear. Common fear. Very yes. Common fear. Yep. And then other stuff, I just. Put into the Google search bar, can I die from? And yeah. I just see what it autocorrects well, to. That's and a I'm wealth. like, 
Oh yeah, we've got yeah, we've got episode ideas until the end of time. Forever. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Is it, yeah. Now, well, uh, can the tampon get stuck in you? So the answer to the show is always yes, and I walk <laughs> you through these like deranged scenarios. Yes. The truth is no. 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 Can't no. It the body cannot. is designed exactly. uh, uh, pretty well. Yeah, and it doesn't take kindly to foreign objects. Yeah, it spits them right out. Yes, uh-huh. yes, as intended. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, do you not want to have kids? Um, I do. Okay. I do? Question mark. Sure. Yeah. Not to get too personal. Yeah. Hey, well, let's do it. <laughs> oh, but if you're worried about it on the bus, that's a yes. fear that maybe it's very present for you. I'm worried just, yeah, I'm worried about it constantly because I want to have it on my own terms. You know yes, I mean? absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you should. Yeah. yeah. I As in high school, I was like, what if immaculate conception is real? Oh, what yeah. What if I'm the one that has to deal with it? <laughs> right. That was a fear. <laughs> that w- it would be difficult. Yeah, I mean, then you like, have to find a manger. Exactly. You have to give birth in some straw. Right. That's that's not I a mean, birthing suite. Have a suite. painting of me done, and it's like I can't. Oh my gosh, I can't sit for that long. Rendered in marble. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a lot. To, Too it's much. a lot. It's a lot for for a young person in, in the, the digital city. age. Come on, I don't <laughs> have that kind of time. That's right. Three D printed. Yeah. Yep. That, is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a co- it's a corporate job that you have over there. You like it? Yeah, it's part. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's part of the like Comedy Central brand. Yep. But get a badge. Get a swipe in. You better believe I get got some a badge. sludgy coffee in there. Oh hell yeah! Awkward elevator talk. Tons. Oh man, tons. I miss it. I uh-huh. miss it. Oh, that's where that a former life. I did spend a little bit of time in the in the office world, mm. and uh, boy, we had some real characters in there. Oh, yeah? We'll talk about characters as we go because I know that's an interest of yours. Yeah. Um, but yes, we had a little mailman fella. I Ooh. miss him. I haven't thought about him in a while. Uh, he had a knife collection. <laughs> I did not think that's where that was going to go. <laughs> Prominently displayed. He also was a big fan of the uh, WB Warner Brothers character Taz. So there was wow. a, a lot of Taz merchandise on his truck and or around his cubicle. That detail says so much about his personality. <laughs> it does, right? Wow. That really opens it up for me. <laughs> the fact that he chose Taz. Yep. I'm like, God, that says everything I want to know. Yeah. I think that's Ooh, a that's little good. bit of a warning sign. <laughs> If that you're out there plus dating, a knife collection. Yeah, man. Yes, let's let's say he also uh, hung up a very inappropriate calendar. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> feels right. In the mailroom, right. <laughs> it tracks yeah, a sci-fi the... fantasy calendar of uh, women and dragons. Wow, women oh, in dragons or women <laughs> and dragons? I'd say it depended on the month. <laughs> Spring was very erotic. Wow, I want yes. to meet that calendar maker. Uh, yes, yes. Well, I'd like to get him on the show, <laughs> not for lack of trying. Um, but the good thing was he always uh, picked out the cakes for the birthdays in the oh, uh, break room. So kind of indispensable. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard to call him on it. <laughs> and you lose the cake guy. Yeah, yeah. And the knife to cut it, as it oh, turns out. Oh, wow. It comes full circle. Oh, gosh. Yes, <laughs> yes. Now, all season on, on The Deep Night here, we've been talking about some of the tangled knots of American history because I tracked my, my uh, own ancestry back 400 years or something mm. and uh, came over on the Mayflower, some of them. God has blessed them. And that's something we have in common because you two emigrated yes. uh, to this country from Russia. Correct. At what age? Seven. 
seven. Mm-hmm. At seven, you're pretty fully a person. Yeah. Yeah. So you have you have memories of where you were before, and uh, you have to try to navigate this new environment. Uh, what did the family do before coming here? So, uh, but, so I'm an only child. So it's just me and my parents. It's the best way to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had me, and they were like, "Why, why try again?" One and done. It's perfect. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. What's your birth sign? Uh, Leo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Yep. So I don't know anything about astrology, yep. um, but I do get that reaction constantly. Yep. And I can't tell if that's good or bad. I would think self-possessed, okay. uh, uh, very uh, loyal, uh, strong, can take charge. But also like egomaniacs, right? I guess there's a touch of that. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to contend with a summer birthday, Yeah. which is difficult. And I'm, an, I'm a Leo and an only child, so yep. I'm kind of a monstrous combination. <laughs> Well, we all have something we That's have to true. carry through. Uh, so what did they do? You were only child. So they child. were engineers. Oh. They were both engineers. So they engineered this life yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. They said, this is perfect. This is the right structure. Right. A triangle is the strongest form. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And did they pursue engineering here? Did you move here to we New York? Moved, we moved. Well, so we, we flew in yeah. uh, yes. to, uh, to JFK. I assumed it wasn't a steamship. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we walked really the whole way. Bearing straight. Um so yeah, so we um, we flew in. We were gonna live in Queens because we have some family there, uh-huh. and then we also had a great uncle who lived in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, and truly, my parents kind of rolled the dice, and they were like, "Well, it looks like the cost of living is cheaper there, so we're just gonna go there to Richmond." Yeah, yeah. So that's where I grew up. Oh, Virginia. they weren't wrong. Was that? They weren't wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mind it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that's not Richmond, uh, a place with a lot of uh, tangled, weird <laughs> oh, history yeah. and uh, dark history. Not totally. not not together great. Uh-huh. <laughs> we lived say. in the suburbs, but I mean, all those like you know Monument Avenue. Yeah, um, I, I remember visiting as a kid. Yeah, and mm-hmm. what what are you taking in at that point? Anything? Just n- these are statues to a war that wasn't God, yours. I mean, yeah, I don't think I began to understand any of that until high school. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was just like, okay. I mean, you know, Russia. We lived in Saint Petersburg, so tons of statues there. So I was yeah. like, okay, well, oh. statues, statues. <laughs> <laughs> this is like that. <laughs> My goodness, and uh, and. When did you get to New York, though? Uh, uh, right out of college. I out of college. Uh-huh. Okay. So the rest of the time in Richmond, they yes. did the engineering down there? So my dad is still an engineer. Yes. My mom is now retired, but she was uh, a dental assistant. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I, the, more I like, the more I talk to my parents as an adult, the more I realize. So neither of them really, I think my dad kind of wanted to be an engineer, uh, but neither of them really wanted to be engineers. But in Russia, if you wanted to make any kind of like a decent living, you had to work for the military in some way. And those were engineering jobs if you were, if you like went to college. So they both did that. My mom like wanted to own a movie theater and my dad studied art history. So like very, you know, artsy people, but also practical people. Uh, So my dad is still an engineer and my mom, yeah was a dental assistant because that kind of like was the job that she could get yeah, and then just kind of stayed with it. Boy, if you're a good dental assistant, that's the best thing. If you're a bad one, yeah. it's the worst <laughs> thing. If you, if, Certainly if you're on the receiving end. Yeah. Uh, we have one now that, oh Ooh. boy. You, oh, no. you just hope you don't get her, you know. Oh, no. Yeah. Very judgmental, judgmental. Mm. N- none of us are really flossing, let's be honest. 
I am. <laughs> well, but it's in your family. Uh, yeah, I've been you guilted have into to. every. Well, I also my teeth were like bad, bad, bad. Oh, when okay. I, I had like eight cavities. I remember when I moved here. Yeah. And so I was like, oh. I have to floss every day. Yep. See, you got burned by it. I got burned hard. But still, I mean, here's my thing. I don't go to the dentist for five years, <laughs> and then I show up. I don't need to be judged on that decision. Mm-hmm. It's nice that you're there. <laughs> be thankful. Yeah. You're getting paid the same. That's right. <laughs> I have some complicated feelings about <laughs> it. I had such a good dentist, though, as a child. That's the thing. A great, with the treasure box, with all the... Toys, if you were good, and the flavorful fluorides and everything. A big game fisherman he was, and a traveler, and a mighty photographer. So you went and you were surrounded by the pyramids of Giza and uh, all sorts of things. Really wonderful. It's nice that he had such a passion, it seems like, you know, outside of dentistry. Well, clearly he was charging too much. <laughs> yeah, you're the reason he was able to take photos of the pyramids. That's right. You got to. You kind of want to down on his luck, dentist, a little bit. You do. <laughs> just He's not to, trying anything fancy. That's right. Now, I've always been fascinated by Russia. I just mm. have been. But uh, recently, I've been watching that Chernobyl show. I haven't seen it. Oh man, you talk about your fears. Yeah. And you exploring people's fears. Mm-hmm. That's always scared me. It scared me when it happened because I was around mm-hmm. and I watched it. And you think about where that cloud's going. And I, I still, to this day. Yeah. I have family who um, are still in the Ukraine and some who, like, now live in the U.S., but are also, like, were weirdly affected by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. How could you not? Yeah. It was massive. Yeah. Anyway, that's a scary thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, well, as a as a, a young person, yeah. did you have a nickname? Tasha? Nat? God, I had so many. Oh. Yeah. So... <laughs> I, which I love. Yes. I, I feel like that's a, like when you get a nickname, you're like, "Oh, this person likes me." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so I had. Depends, well, you're depends right. On the name. God, yeah. Says a person who clearly wasn't bullied. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. So I had Tosh, Tosh, Toshi, which then morphed into Tushy for a while. Mm, you see, yes. now we're on the border. Yes, yep. exactly. Yeah. Which was like fine when my friend said it, but then, and that was like a big. In, in middle school, that's what my friends called me. And then as soon as we got to high school, I was like, okay, this has to stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Natty Ice was a big one in college. That's a nice one. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like that one. That's yeah, yeah, classy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, really? <laughs> Have you had Natty Ice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I the think champagne and beers. Yeah. I mean, you want to be on, you're, but you're going to be at the party. That's what You're going to be at the party. Yeah. yeah. And as an only child, sometimes that's important. It, it Just to show up. Yes. Yeah. It's nice to have a nickname. It's nice to be invited. It's, <laughs> so what it's if just it's a nice mediocre to be beer? Yeah. Um, but did, uh, did a young uh, Natty Ice, mm-hmm. uh, uh, did you feel like an outsider? Were you aware of the fact that you maybe, were you trying to blend in? Was that a pressure? And in doing so, were you also finding yourself kind of keenly aware of the mannerisms of different people? Uh, yeah. Yes to both of those questions. So Good. Okay. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I forget this is more of like a Scantron kind of interview. That's so right. A, B, C, D for well, every answer. We'll give you and then... your, your results at the end, yep. and it will determine what you're going to do for the rest of yeah. your Turns out life. I'm still a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I ask you that because you do so many characters and because yeah. you incorporate that into your work. Yeah. Uh, is a very nuanced view of different people. Yes, so... Yeah. Is that where it started, I guess, is the question. Gosh, that's a great... I I do think being someone who comes from a different culture, I was just perceptive, more perceptive of people's 
mannerisms in so and being an only child in social settings. Yeah. So I f- like it. I would mimic those. Like uh, it is not. Um, it is not common Russian practice to smile and nod a lot in conversations. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it feels silly, <laughs> you know, almost like you're just being like a little dog overdoing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. like relax. Just yeah. listen to the person. <laughs> right. What are you doing? Uh, it feels pathetic and weak. You know. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but so I learned to do that because before I I, I wouldn't. Um, and using your hands a lot. Like Americans, we just encourage conversation to continue. So you want to show that in your body and your face. Yes. Uh, so that is something I learned. The way that we joke a lot of times is just uh, uh, building on what someone else said or speaking in the same way. So I guess by saying that, it's like I, I remember being like, oh, this is how you do it. Like someone would say something funny. Yes. And then I was like, oh, all you have to do is just say that thing again. <laughs> And the person is like, oh, we're having a conversation. (laughs) So so little things like that, which made me feel kind of like an imposter because I was like, I'm just pretending to do what you do. Yeah. Uh, It's taken me years to learn how to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I I remember my high school boyfriend going to his family's house. I was like, the way that they talk to each other is so weird. But not weird. It was like very warm and yes. friendly. But I, 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 I remember being like, "This feels unnecessary." The, <laughs> their mouth, they're just repeating what the other person said. Um, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, a good observation. Yeah, and I like coming from a place of where that's just not the instinct. It's just not the instinct. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as survival, I'm like, okay, then I will do that. Yeah. Now, as an only child, do you find yourself having to kind of be, uh, um, were you with the adults a lot? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. not every time, you don't want to get a sitter every time, and they've, you may have displayed that you were a mature Leo Yeah. Uh, as a young uh, person. I actually, so we moved, it was, when we moved to the U.S., it was me, it was my parents, me and my grandmother. Okay. Uh, and so I spent most of my childhood after school with her. So it was me and my grandmother who... Uh, I love very much, uh, but she, w- as a product of her environment, was very like um, fear-based or like just constantly worried that something would happen. Though either the world would end, or if my parents were late to pick me up, they were dead probably. Uh, and so I get a lot of that from oh, her. Okay. A lot of those anxieties are passed on from my sweet, sweet grandmother she would like your series she would love it yeah if she were alive for today she'd be like oh i had an impact isn't it amazing that those things that happen to us as kids carry through and that becomes like the core of who we are and the core of our artistic expression yeah i'm always fascinated by it is wild yeah because i didn't realize it until truly even i think in this moment being like oh that's where that comes from (laughs) right yeah, it's it's wild mm-hmm. that we're so uh, that it's imprinted then. Yeah, and we just explore that for the rest of our lives. Yep, <laughs> until it doesn't go right, <laughs> or until some <laughs> entity says we're no longer interested in working on this, <laughs> and then you have to scramble and uh-huh. do something else, find something else that. <laughs> then you have an animated your... series. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Do you remember? Uh, maybe your grandmother is an example of this. Yeah. And uh, you talked a little bit about it, but do you remember a, a first person that you ever impersonated or borrowed something from? You're talking about it in terms of the just uh-huh. the back and forth and conversations, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe yeah. as a as a in a comedic way. I mean, yes. Yeah. The, and so my 
So my parents got a VHS recorder. Yeah. I remember, I think when I was, I, I guess, it must have been elementary school, middle school, somewhere yeah. around there. Big tapes, little tapes. A uh, little, or I, sorry, a camcorder. Yes. That then, right, you could turn into a VHS. I got you. Right. Yep. Yep. I'm not fully remembering the technology, but as soon as they got that, that like changed my life. Ah. Uh-huh. Me and my uh, best friend still. Like who I still love very much, um, we started what I now realize was sketches. So we would write these sketches, impersonating my grandmother, my parents, her relatives. So yeah, right away. Yes, it was. I remember the first sketch we ever made was making fun of um, <laughs> just how my grandmother would constantly fart. <laughs> that was our like big yeah. takedown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did she ever see that? Uh, she did. Yeah, she enjoyed she did. it. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I think my parents enjoyed it more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, when you can uh, call out something that yeah. no one is saying, uh, that can be pretty powerful. Yeah. They, I mean, I they really loved like the us doing this and my, Polina, my her parents also really encouraged us. So I remember for Polina's dad's birthday, they were like, you should make a tape making fun of everybody at the party. <laughs> and we were like, all right. <laughs> Challenge accepted. So we just roasted all these different adults <laughs> who were at this party. And I remember playing the tape and us, me and Polina being like, this is going to crush and then just seeing like one by one, <laughs> each family member get Crest very fallen. upset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's one guy who we made fun of him for going to Hooters. Oh, oh. <laughs> and yeah. you could tell that he was so embarrassed. His wife was so embarrassed. And they're like, "How do these little children also know?" Right. It's like, yeah, when adults talk, we listen. Right. We're here too, observing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of the end of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the tapes didn't get circulated as widely until yep. much later. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Where no one at UCB can recognize <laughs> yeah, who I am. The fellow who goes to Hooters. That was a big part, I think, of after like a Thanksgiving or an Easter or something. Boy, there'd be a little bit of chatter about, well, can you believe what that person, yes. and oh my God, and, you know, all with love and great fondness and affection. Isn't it? Yeah. Don't, I don't come from a huge family, but um, some people would just make some mistakes and you had to comment <laughs> on it. You had to. <laughs> uh, and so as a as a, a young person, maybe as a young adult, um, and maybe, come, maybe this is part of, mm-hmm. I don't want to assume, but part of the immigrant experience is you spend a lot of time in thrift stores. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a kind of thriftiness to things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and that influenced perhaps your, your uh, affection for fashion. Oh, my goodness. You have done your research. I feel well, honored. That's what we do here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. When we, so I distinctly remember um, for a very long time, everything we had was from the Salvation Army. So yes. we, everything we got was furniture, clothes, plates. And I remember it wasn't. This is kind of like a sad memory, but I didn't realize it was weird to have um, items that were monogrammed, but with not my name, <laughs> strangers' names. Yes. And I there was like a camp that I went to, which was like the first time I got bullied, and maybe it's kind of like really the worst, and besides that, my childhood is pretty good. Um, but they 
made fun of me for having items that clearly were other people's items. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that this was a marker of being poor. You know, that was like such an obvious one that I yeah. just hadn't even thought about. And then I like, you know, went home and I was like, God, everything we have is somebody else's. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. That's but a keen observation on behalf of the other person there at the camp. Yeah. I mean, well, to even pick up on the monogram oh. being wrong. Well, it wasn't. So it was monogram stuff. And then I remember I had this backpack that I loved. Oh, no. But it said, yeah, I loved oh. it so much. And it said Katie on it. I mean, yeah. my Natasha is my name which is nowhere near katie you know yeah uh and so this girl was like why does it say katie on your backpack and i remember instantly realizing it was bad and lying and saying like oh that that's my sister it's my sister's backpack yeah and you could tell everyone was like bitch please <laughs> you have a sister named katie since when because as an only child you get very attached to yeah. objects mm -hmm. to having things that are your own and as someone who doesn't have maybe a lot of money or a mindset yeah. where you don't spend a lot of money it becomes even that much more valuable so to have that thing be ridiculed I know it's oh, so sad it strikes right to the heart it I can really yeah. really relate to it that really cut deep. yeah that's difficult mm -hmm. um, but now i love it but now, now everything you have is monogrammed <laughs> with yeah. somebody else's name <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I inhabit strangers, you know, like, mental yeah. states, so <laughs> right, right. why not wear their well, clothes? It's, uh, I grew up around a lot of flea markets and mm. things, so uh, there's a lot of characters there, yeah. uh, too. Uh, but uh, my, my wife doesn't care for it, doesn't mm. care for that scene, because she's afraid of ghosts. Oh. And she doesn't like that that, and the, and the energy that those things may possess, right? Because uh -huh. it's somebody else's thing that, how did it get there? Probably somebody died. They cleaned it out, and there it is. Mm -hmm. So she didn't like to go, go near it. But I, I grew up around it. I'm steeped in it. And there were so many characters there to observe, like the little balding fellow with a cigar that would sell glassware. You know, it's like, there's a lot that happened in those places. And I, I remember watching and seeing how people interacted and around treasured objects and all that kind mm -hmm. of thing. <laughs> but now a little bit less so. Um, but these characters, they, they do inform us. And these experiences, they, they really certainly do. do. I, I, you know what I saw the other day was a Mary Kay Cadillac. You know, the pink Cadillac. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Uh -huh. And it, you don't see them very often. And now it's a kind of modern Cadillac. So to me, it loses a certain appeal. Yeah. But the color is still the same. Mm. Terrible pink. It's a very bad pink. Or at least an out-of-fashion pink, I yeah, would say. Yeah, it's like a Pepto-Bismol Yes, of pink. with some milk. Bubble gum. Yeah. Yes. It's a very, very pale, Ugh, yeah. not enough to be pastel. Um, but I clearly remember a woman coming to our house to sell that. I mean, talk about a character. Fur coat. Here's the detail that sticks out to me the most. Mm. In addition to her perfume, which was plentiful, mm -hmm. a pillbox hat in matching fur. Wow. How about that? How about that? I mean, that's the kind of woman that could get involved in a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went to one of those. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I have a distinct memory as a kid, and I don't know who took me, uh, but I, I went to one of those meetings because I remember them showing us photos of the Cadillac. And I don't know if one of the women had one because now it's like I don't know if my memory's been yeah. warped, but it left such an impression on me where I was like, oh, I can't wait to get a become an adult and get to sell Mary Kay right. products. Right. It's, it seemed like something to do. Yeah. I read her memoir. Mary oh, really? Kay has a memoir that is very funny. Because I've got to add it to my list. It's. I mean, I would say don't read it. 
You can have my copy. It was two dollars on Amazon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, and it's full, you can tell, like, it's just full of lies. But <laughs> the thing that I then, like, I did some, I wrote a pilot about pyramid schemes and, like, Mary Kay. So yes. I'm very well versed in it. But something that I didn't know, and one of the ways that they're able to keep women in the fold mm-hmm. is, so that fur coat that woman was wearing, for an example, yeah. is is a gift for reaching a certain amount of sales. Yes. But the deal is, you have to then reach that benchmark every month. And if you don't, you have to either pay for the coat or give back the coat. <laughs> Same with the Cadillac. Yeah. So it's such a, like, it, this whole thing is built on prestige and congratulations. So how embarrassing if you then one month had this Cadillac and yeah. now have to send it back. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. So just, like, in an effort to keep up appearances, women will buy all this inventory just so they don't have to, just so they can save face. Yes. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I hadn't really thought about that yeah. part, that the coat wasn't really hers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my Delta like Sky Miles. <laughs> you have to reach it every year. Oh, you're year. not paying for your meals in Delta Sky Miles? <laughs> but that brings me to the, to the current state of things, because this has not gone away. No. And that Mary Kay thing, how different is it from our dear and beloved Gwynny Paltrow and, and, and the goop? Which I love and I subscribe to. You do? Of course, yes. And I have many rollers and uh-huh. uh, shafts and bombs. Jade rollers. Jade rollers. Yeah. Roll my whole body before I go to sleep. I got a big one. <laughs> a wall-mounted unit. <laughs> you just press yourself up against? That's right. That's good. Yes. And uh, I like to think that I inspired that podcaster tunic that they had uh, for a little bit. Um, I doubt that I did. But it's a similar kind of thing, this wellness. I mean, Mary Kay, uh, still one of them, out there, active. We're all accept it's fine, (laughs) I guess. People are incentivized to sell things to other people to then appear to have status. America. (laughs) But uh, but that's also happening within uh, – because I make my own essential oils. So I don't get, get involved in this. But there's whole things of, of essential oil sales yeah. that are the same way. And you go and you have a little party and they they bring out the oils and they say, well, I sleep better and I do better and everything. But the whole place smells now of peppermint and uh, myrrh or something blasting out of diffusers all right. over the place. Now you say, well, that's great. I, you know, give me the website and I'll buy one. Well, yeah, I, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, you have to sign up as a distributor first before you do it, and that's how they get it. And then maybe they get a trip to Hawaii. The whole thing for something that is supposed to be naturally occurring in the earth and essential. <laughs> what are we doing? An oil, <laughs> an oil, if you will. <laughs> that's right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Do you do you, do you are you fascinated by this the wellness business? Absolutely. Yes. I'm I'm really fascinated anything that feels specific to the world of women where it's like yes, of course, right? Like anybody can buy essential oils and they sell like weight loss teas now is another yeah. big thing. Um, but it does feel marketed aggressive, goop too, right? Is aggressively to women. So I find any of that really interesting cuz that too is not something I grew up with. Yeah. This kind of, um, and perhaps my view of Russia is obviously only my own perspective. So I could be, certainly there's holes, but this kind of idea of, um, like, uh, sororities and like kind of like female, like, I don't know, parties or that kind of culture, uh, just doesn't exist. And so I find that frightening. (laughs) 
yeah. but also intriguing. I mean, is that because there's a, a sort of uh, a equality or is it just because there's not the separation? Um, I mean, we're almost at like orthodox uh, level. Yeah. <laughs> of like, here's something that the men do and they're off working and mm-hmm. tilling the farm or whatever. And then the women need something to do, yeah. which seems like such an ancient and silly Ancient by, like, 50s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a bad idea from America's past kind of a thing. Uh, not because uh, I believe in the really ancient times. We were all doing it together and it was all fine. Mm-hmm. Who cares? But um, it seems like this is manufactured to keep the women occupied. And we're still doing that, which seems just crazy to me. Yeah. Well, that I mean, that exists in Russia, too. Like, yeah. you know, especially, like... Through communism, too, everyone is equal, but it's like there's like the labor that women do and the labor that men do. But yeah, like hunter gatherer time, it's still like the women pick the berries, right? The men uh, hunted the bison. I think so. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I also don't fully know, but the painting. You gotta think that there was a. Who's doing the paintings? Wow. Okay. Here we go. Uh, I mean, let's now get to it. Now that's what's up. Let's get to the it. The dinosaurs are doing the paintings. <laughs> uh, yeah, that exists. But what didn't exist because I came from a working class family is this idea of a woman who's like a debutante in this kind yeah. of society where um, she just gets to be a lady and spend her life frivolously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine that some of the goop women... Don't feel like it's frivolous. Of course. And there are parts to it maybe, that aren't. Maybe parts of it aren't. Yeah. yeah. I think I think when you have the ability to spend, I don't know, $1,000 on like a golden dildo. Yes. And, and I do. And congrats, first of all. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it I just looks nice on the mantle. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> It makes you feel good in many ways. Sure. Yeah. Well, we need to have, you know, totems of male energy as well as female energy in the home. (laughs) Yeah, ask the dinosaurs. I will. God, what were we saying? I'm like, I guess it's fine. I don't know. The point is it seems crazy to me, but I also don't have that much money, and I don't know what it would be like to have that much money. Right. So it's a kind of a – it's for the elite. It's for the elite. elite. It feels unnecessary, but – I don't know Join what the, the club. Are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I run a little wellness clinic, but of everything's course. locally sourced, right oh, by the Gowanus. So it's all. That sounds dangerous. I feel like that canal is. It uh... is risky. Okay. Yes. There are many sex diseases. But uh, speaking of uh, fashion, though, and wellness, what do you think about the fashion of wellness? The fashion of. There's a really good um, New York magazine. It must have been a few years ago, did like a piece on. Gwyneth Paltrow, this uh, this reporter just kind of like spent the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and it was so good because it captured how I feel too, which is it feels crazy, but also, boy, does it look interesting and fun. Yeah. Um, so what do I think about it? I think it's um, I think it's risky promising a lot of stuff. Like it feels like she keeps getting in trouble by promising yeah. actual health results. Um, but it to me feels the way like a great scarf makes you feel you know there's a placebo effect for sure sure and that's what i'm talking about and i I should say that uh, today i'm wearing my aubergine turtleneck it looks beautiful and a nice uh, black denim pair of jeggings and this is just my podcasting 
you know, outfit that mm-hmm. I do, which also grounds me and keeps me centered and tethered to the universe and the goddess at the center of that. But I'm saying, do, are you a fan of the actual fat? Do you like the, uh, the more looser clothes that some of the folks wear in fashion? Mm-hmm. Do you like it as a, a fashion statement? You're talking about wide linen pants, uh, scarves, as mm-hmm. you said, maybe some pendants with crystals. Do, would you wear some of those things around? Are you uh, fond of those? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I think comfort a comfort feels like a necessary part of clothing. Yes. But and what they've done is maybe make an elite comfort, mm-hmm. which what used to be well you're going to sit on the couch in your sweatpants, but now look at this, you can wear these bamboo uh trousers. Off of that, I don't having never worn a pair of Lululemon leggings. Yeah. yeah. I imagine they are overpriced. <laughs> Yeah, I would think so. You know, I would think so. The also in that too is like the amount they promise, where it's like change the shape of your legs. It's like there's only so much yeah. stretch fabric can do. Yep. And so you and I, we we are tuned into pyramid schemes and people coming in and trying to profit off of things. And I bet we can tell when something's going to go away. And that's one of the things that you can tell. Okay, this is going to be with us for. I don't know, 10, 12 years, and then it's going to have to go away because it's not sustainable to keep up the lie. Sure. Are you about to quiz me on some? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the only thing I wanted to... Uh, are there is there like a particularly Russian version of crystals and wellness that go in for that kind of thing? Um, to generalize? Banyas are really big. So like yeah. bathhouses are really big. Yeah. And particularly getting like uh, yourself like slapped with birch trees and stuff. Yeah. That's a that's a big health thing that kind of everybody does and yep. doesn't think it, or like everyone prescribes to. Um, but have I've, you done that? Uh, I have. How's that feel? Uh, f- good. Yeah. I, I mean, I did it once. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? This okay. was I was vis- it was I was visiting Russia for the first time as an adult and staying with a friend I met in college who lived there, and I think it was like a like a her dad's banya or something i'm like does that sound right i don't know but some stranger slapped me around with some birch trees and i was like i think this is fine (laughs) fine to do once yeah 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 okay well i guess with that pain comes a little endorphin release or something right you know what it wasn't painful oh okay yeah just a pleasant experience i wouldn't say pleasant backyard it was just right in the middle (laughs) (laughs) oh okay (laughs) you didn't feel the need to do it again i did not feel the need to do it again well, one of the uh, projects that you have that uh, I was excited to see when it came out was this uh, performance nail art. Mm-hmm. Am I call? Am I saying it correctly? Yes, the nail. The video is the nail art performance artist. Yeah, there we go. Uh, which sort of fits into what we're talking about in terms of wellness and lady time. Uh-huh. Uh, I've only had a manicure once, and uh, it's not something I would necessarily repeat. I don't know, other than uh, keeping yourself clean. The, the need for, for, at least for me to do it, is, is not great. Let's put it that way. I mean, fine, keep your cuticles and things. But then to get like a shiny coating on my nails felt strange. Mm. And then you have to bite it off with your fingers. You don't have with to your do teeth, that. Because yeah. you, you're kind of compelled. Yeah, that feels <clears> like <throat> a unique experience mm. for you. Okay. That's, I'll make a note mm. of it. Okay. So this video, though, you kind of combined like... Uh, uh, f- Performance art? That's the word. Uh-huh. With nail art. Two things <laughs> yeah. that shouldn't necessarily go together. Uh-huh. And uh, you talk about, and, and some of that was endurance and pain, not uh-huh. unlike the banya. Um, what was the uh, genesis of that? 
project? You know, the more I, especially it seemed, the more I make videos for Comedy Central, the more um, I'm dialing into this kind of point of view, which is like a lowbrow intellectual, uh-huh. I think is currently the kind of comedy I'm making, which is taking something that is like lowbrow or just doesn't seem like a, I don't know, high status, but then looking at it through the lens of someone who is a performance artist or something that is regarded as high art. Yes. Uh, So that was one of those perfect um, blends. And people can watch it, but what what happens to it within the video? So it's a uh, a parody of a a documentary about a woman who is a performance artist who starts a nail salon but only gives... uh, nail or manicures through a performance of art of some kind so it's like you can't get normal nails you got to get stuff where she like punches herself in the face and (laughs) bleeds all over your fingers (laughs) it's a lot of the tropes of performance art that have been out there of uh, physically damaging work endurance uh, uh, maybe weird foods uh, all the all Mm -hmm. the things are in there yeah gross out stuff i i really like performance art performance art yeah but also find it silly at times so this felt like a really nice way to do you actually do you go and experience performance art i used to do i used to go to a lot of site-specific theater stuff there we go yeah Yeah. in college i was like when i graduated i thought i was gonna my dream was to work for this uh french performance uh art like troupe yeah who was that um uh uh live oh my gosh i want to say uh Tabacco Rouge? No, is wrong. So, oh man, if okay, if you look it up, okay, they did this thing where what they do is they go into a city, yeah. and they install giant marionettes. Oh like, yeah, I know who you're talking who about. Who are they? Yeah, Le Royale street... Deluxe or something. That sounds right. Yeah, they do. I wanted like to work a, for them. Yeah, there's a great book that they have with all the pictures of all the things, the street performances and things like that. Yeah. 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 No, they're great. Well, yeah. So I wanted to do stuff like that. Like Not unlike of... Bread and Puppet or something up in Vermont. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about Bread okay. and Puppet. Okay. okay. Uh, um, look it up. Because <laughs> you could be up there in a couple oh, of hours. Someday. Making bread with giant puppets in a field. <laughs> I'm. Go- this sounds truly right up my alley. A friend, I'm going to send you the link. Oh, I can't um, but so were you in an art program? No, uh, but Theater I studied. Uh, so yes and no. So in college, I majored in English, but then okay. I... Uh, maybe I don't think I fully got the minor, but I minored in uh, art history and uh, poetry writing. So I, I did, yeah, very artsy stuff. Very solid career paths. Wow, yeah. All yeah. oh, yeah. check, check, check. Yep, yep. I know, I know. Um, and and then with the site-specific thing, did that intrigue you to go and do things personally that were kind of awkward or odd? Get, like to accept invitations to things that were just... Sure, oh, totally. that's taking place in a chicken coop. I'll go and see what's happening. <laughs> Actually, yeah, there was. It, I don't think it was a chicken coop, but there's some like thing in college I went to that was in some sort of like pet farm thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. When I was studying abroad in London, I remember I found some random like catacomb theater thing that I went to. Yeah, yeah. I remember in college I wanted to for my like senior thesis. I wanted to do a site specific. Show yeah. I didn't do it. But. Site specific is tough because yeah. the site is very strong, <laughs> and you have to compete with that. Yeah. And most of the time, you're thinking, "Oh, this is a cool site," 
Yeah. The performance may be less so. Mm-hmm. So how you balance those two things out, it's always a trick with performance art. Usually you have good performance, bad art, or you have bad performance, good art. It's so true. But you got to try and find that balance. And yeah. if you can do it in an old cathedral, great. But, you know, otherwise you're just the odd fella in the corner. <laughs> And I don't like, the more I perform, the more I don't like making people uncomfortable. And a lot of times it does feel like... Natasha, yes. I don't like it. We don't need it. We don't need it. That's too much to ask of people. Yeah. Yeah. I want just people to have a good time. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remove those barriers. Yeah. I never like that challenging the relationship. Me neither. We're all here to just have a good time for an hour, an hour and a half tops. (laughs) Yeah, and after that, I I leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of there. Mm-hmm. That's it. But we have performed in some odd places, I imagine. You yeah. have. I've started to think about that in terms of I like to accept fun invitations to Thanksgivings for a while. I was going to some pretty wild places. But then I just thought all the places I performed. Mm-hmm. My goodness. You start to go through old bathhouses and prop shops and, you know, whatever. Bathhouses? Yeah. Wow. And uh strange hotels run by cult leaders. I mean, you go down the list, and in, in, a, in a life of performing, you end up in some pretty odd odd spots. I think your list is going to be longer than mine. Oh, we'll compare and see. <laughs> see what happens. Um, now, this show that's coming up, Natasha Wears Clothes. Yes. It draws on, I think, everything we've talked about. I think it does. <laughs> it, 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 it borrows a little bit from the fine art world. Yeah. Because uh, you have f- uh, photographs of... Because you had a very popular, and maybe still do, uh, Instagram following. Yes. Uh, of you uh, inhabiting the different uh, characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe some of them are video, too. I don't recall. No... V- yeah, so no video. It's... Um... Yeah, it's just kind of stylized self-portraits of myself in character. So like full costume, wig, kind of adopting the mannerism. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Cindy Sherman. Sure. Uh, So that like, I remember when I started thinking about what I wanted to do for Instagram, that felt like an inspiration, something that I could do because I already did sketch characters. Yeah. Yeah, so those exist still. Mm-hmm. I feel like we never even talked about that, but you have a long uh, career as a, a sketch uh, artist, as an improviser uh-huh. with UCB, yeah. and known for your characters. And you've done characters in stand-up situations, yeah. which is always dicey, I imagine. Yeah. I couldn't dream of doing it. Well, that's uh, why I, I, I do it much less. Now I just yeah. do, for the last kind of four years, I've been just doing traditional stand-up. That feels a little bit like the performance art thing, mm. in my experience, yeah. of observing it, of course, never having done it or even thinking about being a character. But uh, to 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 is, there's often among the other stand-ups a uh, mm-hmm. character guy. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, <laughs> it's I not feel well ya. liked. I feel yeah. Then you know what? You can go up and kill. If yeah, you have to really commit. <laughs> yeah, you got to really well, commit. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, people can see right through it. <laughs> totally. So, yeah, it's a skill if mm-hmm. you have it. So th- this thing, by the way, also look up Anna and Bernhard Bloom. The photographers. Okay, I'll we're, we're going to have to you. compare notes after. We're going to have a link link download. I love it. Uh, but you'll like what they do. Uh, similar. Oh, I can't wait. Or, you know, in its own way. This show is going to be what? It's going to be at a gallery? So, okay, great question. So yeah. it's a, so yeah, it's a comedic gallery experience. There we go. the way I have labeled it. So what I've done is I've taken these self-portraits, printed them large size. Nice. And I... It is not. It's in a. It's not in a gallery. So okay. it is. I tried to get a gallery. They double booked me. Point is, show must go on. Ugh, the flakiest. So, yeah. 
right? Yeah. Hey, look, our people, what are you going to do? Yeah. They don't understand Google Calendar. No, it's right? true. It's a whole other world. And why is it? No one knows. No one knows. Know. But they would like to have more performance, but they don't understand. Yeah. So they don't. And anyhow. <laughs> Yeah, 10 hours later. So what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's um, this wonderful restaurant that has a very cool basement where they host shows. Uh, so uh, they've let me put up the photos for a one-day gallery viewing there. So I'm going to put up the photos, and I've recorded an audio guide as if you were, like, walking around in a gallery. Yes. but. Each picture, instead of having like information about the picture, it is me in the voice of that character giving you a monologue. Mm -hmm. And each monologue is how long? Uh, no more than a minute. Wow, Quick. Mm -hmm. that's a very efficient. Oh and, yeah, baby, uh, get in, get out, and satisfying uh, way to present that material. Yeah, you. I mean, I don't want you to spend more than ten minutes down there. <laughs> <laughs> that's plenty. Thanks. That's plenty. Yeah. yeah. No, it sounds really great. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I could even see a podcast series out of that. Ooh, all okay. the different characters. I don't know. Yeah, I I have been characters and podcasting. Uh, nah, I don't know. No, people need to be exactly themselves. That's right. It's audio. <laughs> <laughs> this is a factual medium. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, Natasha, I know that we're short on time. This has been really uh, uh, wonderful, though, getting to know you. you. I feel like we could keep talking for for much longer. When is the show going to be? The show is October 19th, so okay. Saturday from Coming 2 up. to 6 o'clock. And it's where is it? It's at this restaurant called Gertie in Williamsburg. Oh, very mm -hmm. nice. Okay. And uh, otherwise, people can find you on Comedy Central. Yes. You're on the Instagram account a lot. Yes. And yeah. you've got a lot of your fear video things up yes. there. Yes. What's that series called? It's called Your Worst Fears your Confirmed. Worst fears. Confirmed. Yeah, I highly recommend um, checking it out probably late at night, kind of like <laughs> 1 a.m. Right. That's kind of the sweet spot. You know what? I'm going gonna to do Chernobyl, and then I'm going to jump right over to you that. Gotta. And, then, and then you'll stay up for hours. <laughs> That's right. I, my goal is to never sleep again. <laughs> well, I can provide that. Oh, thank you. Uh, Natasha, great. Thank you. Continued success in everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. There you have it. So fun. I've wanted to have Natasha on for so long. I'm so glad it worked out. My thanks to her for coming by the studios. Catch her on Comedy Central uh, com or regular. I don't know what's what anymore. It's all available to us at any time. Just access it. Reach into the ether, into that digital realm. Her show, uh, again, Natasha Wears Clothes, is October 19th. And uh, that will do it for us for another sojourn through the deep night. Remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night is independently produced and performed by James Bewley, Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaru. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode provided by the talented roster at Howler Hills Farm. Production studio space provided by Harvest Works in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thanks for listening. And this season, I encourage you to leave your portals open. <laughs>